Greetings, Science Warriors. Welcome back to Metaception, the podcast that teaches you how to be more enlightened in your understanding of science and the world around you. Now, I've talked about a lot of different subjects pertaining to scientific research, and today I want to try to humanize it a step further by looking at the kind of unsung heroes of scientific research that improves all of our lives, and that comes from not just the head researchers, professors, scientists of those groups that produce the results that help move humanity forward, but also just the daily toils and efforts of PhD students. And there's a lot of aspects of their experiences that are often overlooked that deserve far greater understanding and gratitude from the rest of us. Because there's a great cost to pursuing a PhD that most people do not understand or even are aware of. It's common knowledge that getting a PhD is hard. It's meant to be. Some even say that if you're not up all night working or skipping meals, you're probably doing it wrong. But while PhD students are not so naive as to enter their programs expecting an easy ride, there is a cost to the endeavor that no one talks about, a psychological cost. A PhD student wrote a blog post where they described that the days they spent pursuing their PhD in physics were some of their darkest. It wasn't the intellectual challenges or the workload that brought them down. It was their deteriorating mental health. They felt unsupported, isolated, and adrift in uncertainty. Anxiety attacks became a part of their daily life. They drank and cut themselves. They sometimes thought they wanted to die. They might not have felt so alone if they had known how many people struggled with mental health issues in academia. A 2015 study at the University of California, Berkeley, found that 47% of graduate students suffer from depression. Following a previous 2005 study that showed 10% had contemplated suicide. A 2003 Australian study found that the rate of mental illness in academic staff were three to four times higher than in the general population, according to a New Scientist article. The same article notes that the percentage of academics with mental illness in the United Kingdom has been estimated at 53%. But the stiff upper lip attitude that pervades the ivory tower can prompt many people who struggle with mental health problems to keep their problems hidden, while others simply accept depression as par for the course. And in the often Darwinian culture among graduate students competing for a handful of professional jobs, too many people assume that psychological problems are only for the weak. A PhD student in biology who has been diagnosed with anxiety and depression, who who we will call Jane, she said that I assumed and hoped that simply taking antidepressants and just working harder would help enough. And when things did not quickly improve, this further affected my mood. In essence, many PhD students are so accustomed to hard work and self-discipline that they beat themselves up when their efforts to manage depression fail to generate perfect results. A general feeling of isolation can also weigh down graduate students who spend much of their time buried under a pile of books or alone in a lab. 
the issues that affect students in general, which could also factor in for PhD students, is living independently and having independent work, says Anushka Bonwick, the Projects and Relationships Officer at the UK Charity Student Minds. Equally stressful is the fact that PhD students face uncertainty about the future, such as funding for research and what they are going to do after a PhD. These issues can have an even bigger impact on students who lack supportive advisors. My biggest difficulty was the feeling of being cut adrift, says Andrew, a former PhD student in physics who dropped out months before finishing. I didn't have a very involved or hands-on supervisor. While he left the program in part to relocate with his partner, he says that a more involved supervisor might have changed things. Other PhD students often suffer from imposter syndrome. This was part of Jane's problem even before signs of serious mental health problems arose for her. She felt that if she had gone this far in her academic career by fluke and that the top grades she'd received during her undergraduate and master's studies had been an administrative mistake, this fed into her anxiety as well as her depression. Imposter syndrome is a frequent problem among high-achieving students who find themselves surrounded with others like them, according to Linda, a sociology professor from New Jersey. It's very common to feel an incompetent fraud and usually to assume you're the only one who feels that way, she says. The frequency of these problems shouldn't scare prospective students away from pursuing PhDs, but they should be prepared going in to think about how they will handle psychological challenges as well as intellectual ones. I think firstly, it's important to scope out support services that the university offers, says Bonwick. This can mean er everything from university counseling services to student support groups. More universities and colleges are also making efforts to do more to support graduate students. Student nonprofits like Student Minds in the UK and Active Minds and the Jed and Clinton Health Matters campus program in the US collaborate with educational institutions to raise awareness for mental health issues among students, as well as establish a support network. Beyond these initiatives, universities need to do more to train supervisors to recognize the warning signs from low-level depression and anxiety to suicidal tendencies and substance abuse. And they need to create a culture of openness that not only removes the stigma associated with mental health problems, but encourages students to ask for help. Academia is understanding, but perhaps too accepting that everyone has problems, says Jane. Just because many people do have mental health problems, it's not okay that that's just how it is. Finally, it's important that both prospective and current PhD students directly confront the tenuous realities of the academic job market and plan accordingly. And certainly about the future can take it a major toll on students, but they're less likely to suffer if their entire identities aren't tied to graduate school. If you do want to be a professor, think about what your life might be like if that doesn't happen, advises Linda. What else will make you happy 
aim for balance in life so that a rich world of family, friends, and hobbies gives fulfillment where work may not. In the case of Jane, therapy helped her survive and she completed her PhD and so did planning her way out of academia before she even finished her thesis. She decided to become a writer. These days, she seldom uses any physics knowledge, but she still relies on the inner strength that she developed during her time in graduate school, which gave her the courage to mold her own life. And I hope from this we learn to have a greater respect for the sheer amount of effort that it takes both intellectually but also emotionally to produce the research and scientific knowledge that we often take for granted. And behind all those all those studies and experiments are real human beings who have their own problems that should and that deserve to be heard out and be treated as human beings with their own wants and needs. And having that greater sense of appreciation and understanding and more and a greater willingness to listen to their own issues that tend to be tied to their mental health that can come up during their time as PhD students, I think can probably go a long way. It will help make academia a place that can plan and harvest strength and fortitude among those who aspire to produce scientific knowledge instead of draining it from those with such aspirations. I think just learning to not take their work for granted is is a good first step for all of us. Thank you for listening and take care and I'll talk to you again soon.